Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and I'm so excited. Today, my returning guest is Cliff Schechter. We have a lot to talk about, but before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with cliff Schechter. welcome back to the show cliff well thank you kimberly how are you i'm extremely well because you totally left mary trump to be on my show i love mary you know she had asked bob and me uh, if we wanted to come on and do what you just did, um, I couldn't do it the last couple times, and I'm not sure about next week because it depends on when I do my podcast. But I'm ever so flattered, and uh, again, I'm flattered that you're coming on my show after being on her show because she's so awesome. <laughs> you're pretty freaking awesome Aww, too. So you can try to deny it, but like, <laughs> you know, like I've seen all the old modeling pictures and like you as the star, starlet in Hollywood. I don't know why. Well, I really why wasn't. You, why you didn't turn into the next Sharon Stone? I don't know. You know, I, I, I was curious. I was curious about that. But thank you. But you know what? Part of the reason I put those things up, I was never a model. Um, but I was an actor and I never I mean I I worked on Days of Our Lives and I got some some roles that were minor um but I put them up now because I spent so much fucking money on those pictures <laughs> and I bought so many you of know, them and most of them are in the trash now so it's like I'll at least they're somewhere it's, it's like you know I do this stuff now where I, you know I actually helped I got a producer credit on a film that um that Harry Lennox was in uh, long story, they wanted me to do the PR because it had a political theme to it, like it had to do with, with terrorism and this sort of stuff back in 2014, 15. And if you know who Harry Lennox is from, uh, um, he's on, he's the star of the show The Blacklist now that's been on for like eight or nine years, but he's also, okay. you know, he plays uh, the general in Batman versus Superman and all those movies. He was in the Matrix movies and all that kind of stuff. He's been around for a while. And, uh, you know, like here and there, I'll just, I'll just throw that out there because it's like, you know, am I allowed to curse on this, by the way? Oh, a fucking course you are. <laughs> okay, okay, because I was like, holy fuck, like, you know, I, 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 I need to get an IMDb at some point. Like, I have got an executive producer credit for a movie, or, you know, I wrote a book that was a bestseller, and, you know, these are things I'm not bragging. I'm just like, but fuck, I did these things way back when, when, you know, when I, when I was younger, and what I kind of like what you were doing when you were trying to act, and I was much more... Uh, at that time, you know, for me, I, I was, we're similar age, I know. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I wasn't worried about, hey, how am I going to send my kids to school and make sure, like, they're wearing yeah. clothing and eating and stuff? <laughs> I just was like, can I write the coolest zinger line? Can I, you know, like, that's why I'm so happy now to kind of be getting back and doing, uh, you know, this thing that I'll plug too many times my YouTube show because I get to be me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the first time, like, I, in a long time, because I was doing all these debates on MSNBC and places mm -hmm. and having fun and getting stream tested for CNN and, you know, believe it or not, hired by the Sinclair Network, which was hilarious to be the Democrat. <laughs> 
They never they didn't rehire me after one year because I wasn't the pushover Democrat right. they wanted. I'd come on and just beat the shit out of the Republicans. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to brag, but like I had fun doing it, like yeah. ripping them apart. They're like, yeah, we, we want a we want a Patsy. My point <laughs> being, like, you know, that was the direction my life was headed in. Yeah. And then I met my wife, who I will never regret, who I love, and she's from Cincinnati, where I now live, and we wanted to raise kids somewhere, and I put the kids first, and I'll never regret that right. either. So, but I got to pull out the old stuff here and there just because yeah every once in a while you gotta get those pictures out you gotta like whatever roles that you landed you should be throwing that stuff around and like you know (laughs) be proud yeah because no one else is so (laughs) i might as well do it that's what i'm saying we're we're our own pr people we have to nobody else is out there like hey cliff wrote a best-selling book nobody fucking i mean it's funny it came up recently for the first time in a long time because of the whole thing uh the whole, whole um steve schmidt Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the the whole the thing, meltdown, the whole kind yeah. of uh, like thread he went on, ripping Megan McCain, but then right. And I know you have your differences with the Lincoln Project, and that's fine. And like, I'm not even getting into <laughs> any of that stuff. I just made the point at the time because I know I'm friendly with Sherry Jacobus. Mm-hmm. She obviously has serious <laughs> issues with them too, whatever. <laughs> Some of them, like their former uh, ED, I will defend Fred Wellman, who's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, I like him dude. a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a very good dude. Yeah. I don't know Steve Schmidt at all. Like, literally, I've never been in a room with him. But the stuff, when he finally decided to share, it was almost like, you know, uh, the heavens opened. And it was mm-hmm. like all the shit that I was saying in my book right. that they all got together and denied and called me names. Mm-hmm. And I was a liar and unstable and, you know, all the things which I didn't mind. I mean, I kind of find it funny. It was just more <laughs> getting my message out about what, who McCain really was. Yeah. Like, now, finally, Steve Schmidt's out there saying all the shit I was saying, and so it kind of the book came back up, and I jumped into his thing, and I was like, look, I'm not jumping in on, on I don't know Steve Schmidt, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know anything beyond, like, the McCain stuff, he's not a friend of mine, we've never met in person, all true, um, but I was like, what he's saying about McCain right now is true, because mm-hmm. this is all the stuff I found and put in this book that, even though, you know, it hit an Amazon bestseller list, still like the media mostly refused to report on. Of course. You of know? course, yeah. That's so, so annoying. It was a long way of saying like, hey, you and I have done some shit in the past and uh, I don't think we should be ashamed of it. Absolutely. And you know what? Since you brought it up, I think everybody needs to go over to YouTube and find your... What is the name of your YouTube channel? Is it just your name? So it's The Takedown with Cliff Schechter. Okay. Because um, I like taking these fuckers down, and I really <laughs> concentrate on the evil people that are hurting our society. And the, the easy, I'll give the people the easy sort of URL. It's just www.youtube slash, and then it's my first initial C as in Cliff, and my last name Schechter, spelled S C H E C T E R. And I love it. It gives me this free willing opportunity, willing opportunity to do exactly what I want, say what I want joke when I feel necessary, be serious about stuff kind of, because my personality is always kind of a mixture of those things. There are times that I just, there are things that I find funny, and yeah. there are times <laughs> I want to be serious. And this lets me do that in these three to five minute or seven minute or whatever yeah. commentaries. And, you know, I'm really excited at this point. Like, who the hell ever knows, right? But I started, you know, it was like a YouTube channel that existed, like, to put up a couple client videos since 2010. I'd maybe put up two videos and had like 32 people or something subscribed, <laughs> and we're at 2,500 now, All five right. weeks later. So, you know what? I, I'm assuming that means somebody likes it, um, and hopefully it'll keep growing. Well, your That's takedowns are 
definitely epic. And I want to remind people, go over to his YouTube channel and hit subscribe, but also hit the bell icon because, and I know this because I have, you know, channels that I, I love to, every time there's new content, the, when you hit the bell, it reminds you, it'll, you'll get a notification on YouTube that there's new content. So make sure to hit that. I don't have a YouTube, well, I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't use it for anything. In fact, I took a lot of the videos that I had down because um, I just didn't give a shit about them anymore. I talked about feminism. I think there was one time people were fighting on my um, on my Facebook page back when back bef when I had my old page before the one uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his stupid friends took down. Oh my God! I was like, I would make a joke. I'll post a picture of a puppy, and a fight would break out. So <laughs> um, I had a very thriving, engaged page. And, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, in any case, it's all up to you what you want to do. But I, I obviously, with you, you know, you're you're good in front of a camera. You're mm -hmm. articulate and smart, and you've got sort of passion and sense of humor. So I don't see why you wouldn't do really well if that's what you wanted to do. You know, I guess. Well, I hate. Well, I'm said. at the age now. I'm going to be 54 in July, like in a, almost a month from today. It's 17th, July 17th. Congratulations. And I, <laughs> I'm uh, happy to know. I don't ever want to be on camera again, but un unless I'm in control and I like the selfies are great because then you get to choose the one you like <laughs> as opposed to someone that's else choosing the one that you're like, no, not that one. Because everybody always says, do you take a bad picture? It's like, of course I take a bad picture. I just don't post them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it's funny how I do that too, because like, you know, I had to get these professional, you know, face shot, face headshots, face shots, right? <laughs> uh, headshots to, to do like the CNN stuff and the Sinclair stuff, you know, and people build up your ego and they're like, Oh, you're, you look yeah. good here. You look great there. And you know, whatever. And then I, I started looking at myself and you know, I, I turned, I joined you in the worth of 50 club a couple well actually it's not even a couple of months ago it's about four months wow. ago now and uh no i mean i'm i'm happy about it i mm -hmm. keep in shape and all that but mm -hmm. obviously we age like i don't yes, look like you do. know it's, it's funny because we're adding, adding content to this channel we purposely you know throw these videos lying around of, of like debates on msnbc and stuff and we put them up and it's just like holy shit <laughs> you know, some of them were between 2006, 2009 right. when I was in my mid 30s. Mm -hmm. I don't look like I'm in my mid 30s anymore. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I know. But, well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a weird thing, and you know, it's funny. I think when I turn, and we will get to politics in a minute for those who are listening. Just you know, got to go through this chat. But um, when I turned 40, uh, it, it was not something that I chased after. But all of a sudden, I got real uh, nostalgic. I, st I just started having memories of younger days. And it's not even that I was missing them, but just kind of remembering them. And it's, it's also hitting me kind of hard right now. I think part of the reason I'm feeling certain nostalgia is just because of the, you know, current political climate. I certainly didn't think we would be here. I knew we were in bad shape when George W. Bush was announced, the, the SCOTUS announced that he was the president and decided that. I understood that that was problematic, but I didn't know we would be in this particular position. So I think I go back to my How younger could self. You, right? yeah. like, I mean, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. You go ahead. No, no, no. I was like, just going to say, I go back Nobody to could, could have predicted getting here. It's, right. It's, it's like been a comedy of error. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been sort of, and I guess this, this is a good way to transition to politics because it's funny. I always. <laughs> Uh, and funny, like ironic, not funny, funny, mm -hmm. trust me. I've said like many times, if I were to write my alternative history, you know, it would be like 
Did you ever see Back to the Future? Of course. Sure right. So I don't know if you remember, like, when, when Marty realizes he has got to get his dad to pull him up with his mom or yeah. he's never going to exist. In the middle of the night, like, he like, he knows his dad's a big fan of science fiction. And he shows up in his bedroom with this weird outfit on. And he's like, I'm Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. And he keeps playing this heavy metal into his ears and telling him that he better fall in love with Lorraine. Like, in my alternative history, that's what we do to Sandra Day O'Connor. Yes. Because she was the fifth vote. I mean, when you think about how, you know, and, and, and this is a painful thing always when you sometimes see, like, you know, societies fall apart, and you're like, if just that one thing had gone mm-hmm. differently, and right? Yeah. She had just because she later said she regretted it, and she did not realize how radical Bush was going to become, mm-hmm. and all of them. But frankly, I don't give a shit. She should have been making a decision based upon the fucking law, right? And yeah. not based upon how radical. And in the end, the law said they should have counted every goddamn vote in Florida, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to, and neither did. And, and so, Senator Dan O'Connor became that fifth vote. And I mean, there's simply no, no no you know doubt that obviously there was a, the interregnum of, of Obama who helped mm-hmm. bring us back to a certain degree but even he could only do so much yeah. even with big democratic majorities like we have been on this downslide you know ever since they they stole that election in yeah. 2000 I mean and Al Gore for all for Al Gore's faults and mm-hmm. that you know I actually worked I did PR for one of his organizations mm-hmm. Alliance for Climate Protection he can be difficult. He can be this and that. I don't think he's the best at building coalitions because he's he could be a bit arrogant. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when it came to knowing the science behind climate change, and it came to wh- whether how we would you know the guy that would, was a geek that would have sat there and studied every possible like of all those presidential briefings about terrorists attacking us, would he prevented nine eleven? Maybe not all of it. Maybe some of it. Maybe what, but he certainly yeah. the, the, he certainly would have had a better chance of preventing it because he would have been fucking paying attention, right? Clearing brush on his fake ranch, you know, and he he um, wouldn't have responded by taking us into Iraq. Yeah, and like it's it's just been downhill since that, right? And again, I don't mean obviously, you know, Obama brought us back to a certain degree, got us the ACA, and among other mm-hmm. things, Biden has brought us back to a certain degree, but it's been like. Everything has been undoing the shit they've done. Yeah, we've spent, spent so much time undoing their garbage, um, you know, and so much time fighting them for not doing more. That that's how we got to this point. And I just, I mean, so there you go. There's my alternative history. If somebody's listening and <laughs> want to steal it, go for it because I'll probably never get around to writing it. But if I do someday, <laughs> that's what it is. Is I scare the fuck out of Sandra Day O'Connor and she does the right thing. Oh, that would. Or I'm going to tell yeah. Kennedy that I know his son is laundering money at Deutsche Bank for Trump, <laughs> right? And uh, and and he better fucking vote differently. That's another <laughs> another angle. <laughs> um, okay, so. Going with the politics thing, obviously you were just on Mary Trump's show and you were watching the hearings. Now, I watched the hearings up until we started talking. I just want to know what your takeaways are from the, from the totality so far, from the first night all the way up until what you've seen today. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I want to say that, that, that I'm surprised, but no. I mean, I'm only surprised at the breadth of this plot. Mm-hmm. I will admit, cynical me... You know, suspicious of the right, not stupid fucking. And I'm just gonna, sorry. You know, this is me. I say fucking uh, all the time. Fucking New York Times <laughs> reporter who's like, well, I can't believe they would do that. I can believe they would do that. Right. Yeah. But even me, 
who believes that they could do the things they could do that like you know that some of these institutionalists so you know quote unquote these people that have been around for a while like that chuck grassley yeah you know as as heather cox richardson who i think most people respect as she's got the biggest sub stack in the land but that doesn't decide how good you are because glenn greenwell has a big one he's a fucking yeah picking up teenagers on the beach fraud um but you know like but, i mean she's a brilliant historian and she tweeted out something the other day like no, it still keeps me awake at night you know the fact that grassley tweeted that out like what did he know yeah. about the fact that he didn't expect mike pence to be there and the mm-hmm. fact that this guy who had been serving in the senate since the fucking 70s since like literally when i was born you know with somebody who got co-opted by these people maybe because yeah. he's older he doesn't have all, all his faculties but like it's so isn't this this new i remember saying that about Warren hatch when he was in the airline trump like isn't just this new group of younger like evil right-wingers like these people that were supposed to who were long time supposedly stewards of the senate and our democracy betrayed us too mm-hmm. because even if, if grassley wasn't 100 percent in, in, in on the plot even if he mostly wasn't in on the plot, right yeah he obviously had an idea that, that for whatever reason pence wasn't going to be there and that's never happened in our history before that should have been a problem for him you know he should have just been blithely tweeting out oh yeah I don't, you know i'll take care of it you know that's not the way this should work yeah and and and, and that's what gets me here these like long time people that have been involved in republican politics who just when the when fascism came knocking at their door if it offered enough power or money they just sort of shrugged and went with it yeah i mean that's that's yeah. what gets me yeah. about about where we are you know and so that's what these these hearings because you know these, these, these some of these people are you know preeminent lawyers at firms that were respected you know i'm not sure how respected or not respected eastman was before but like you know i always knew that clarence thomas had no business being anywhere near the supreme court clearly he sexually harassed in mm-hmm. the clearly she didn't make up stuff about a pubic hair on a coke that's a pretty specific thing for some weird fucking asshole to say to you at work yeah you know like Clearly, she didn't make up this guy. I know because I lived in DuPont Circle, the porn store the guy used to go to and rent his porn when he referred, you know, and nothing wrong with that. He can rent all the damn porn he wants, but he doesn't have a right to come into work and start telling his female colleagues he's long gone silver. You know, like, <laughs> that is not somebody that should be on the Supreme Court. No. Um, and <laughs> clearly, he, he's always been this travesty on our court. Yeah. And easily the worst part of George H.W. Bush's legacy, who was the last Republican, I would mm-hmm. say, who did anything good. You know, I mean, I still overall would criticize the hell out of his presidency, but at least right. a few good things. Um, and and yet, like, who knew? I didn't know. I have to admit that his wife is like three times more batshit than him and right. behind the scenes until all this came out. What she's been doing, like, we have these two seditionists embedded in like the the, the the movement the conservative movement the republic whatever you want to call it right. on the right these two seditionists one of whom you know has all these contacts and can text people like mark meadows and email people like john eastman and call legislators in arizona 29 of them mm-hmm. email them call them and tell them to overturn the fucking election <laughs> while her husband sits on the supreme court and covers up for her yeah i mean i literally think every decision this asshole's ever made is is illegitimate. A hundred percent. And well, what do you think as far as um, 
the outcome. I mean, I don't know what to expect for the last one. The last one is on the 23rd. I think it's on the 23rd, and it's going to be on prime time. So it's going to be a week from tonight in, at 8 o'clock. At least that's what the schedule says. So I imagine they're going to have something pretty special for that last night. I, would, I mean, right? You know, like if, if you're putting together any kind yeah. of, I don't mean to be facetious, but you're putting together any kind of production. Mm-hmm. Right, like, yeah. You know, you, you open with a bang and you right. close with an even bigger one. Exactly, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so and today... I mean, what is it? I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know yet, but I mean, we've already seen, like... They've released obviously these images of, of this representative louder milk, yeah. you know, taking people on this tour where they were taking pictures. I mean, as some of the the prosecutors and those who were there, you know, for the impeachment said these were the private areas, these were the the sort of secure areas that we would use where we would go to be that most people don't know about. We've been hearing this for a long time. How the fuck do these people know about these places? Why were they taking pictures of them? Why are they taking yeah. pictures of security checkpoints? You know, and then we get this 70, 1776 manifesto, the Proud Boys from together. I mean, these guys were going to do what they did in Oregon at that life wildlife preserve and, and you know, some of these other places. They literally were going to take over multiple mm-hmm. capital buildings. Mm-hmm. That was their plan. They would have, who knows how many people they would have murdered. They might have held like literally mock hearings like mm-hmm. we're in like Stalin's Russia mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when and hung people on camera or compare it to ISIS mm-hmm. you know I mean that's what we're dealing with here Yeah. and if you know a whole shitload of people from this entire organization these probably were but every single person in close contact with them or any idea what they're up to and I don't care if that's half of Congress doesn't go to prison and let me be clear that half of Congress of course would be the Republican half mm-hmm. um, then you know we don't deserve the democracy we have. Yeah. No, I know, but yes and no. I mean, I get it. More people, half of us don't even vote. And so shame on those people. But, you know, I used to be one of them when I was younger. I did vote for Bill Clinton. So that puts me at, what, 93. So I was like 20, I don't know, 24, 25 years old. I, that's fairly early, I guess. But yeah. but I it, wasn't. It is in our society. It is it in really our society. Is, especially back then when we weren't making the thing of it. Yeah. that we're making now. Yeah. Well, there wasn't the fear of when Republicans take over, they'll never give it back, which is what we've got now. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've been seeing all these calls for Liz Cheney. I don't know. The liberals are starting. Some of these liberals out there are pissing me off because they're like, Ann Coulter says one thing against Denise D'Souza and, and they're praising her. And, you know, Liz Cheney absolutely deserves all the props in the world for what she's doing. But no, liberals should not be supporting her for president. I mean, I, I can understand the idea of wanting her to run because if she were to win, like I would assume if Mitt Romney or Liz Cheney were to run for president and then they got defeated, they would do what every other president, right. you know. And, and if they won, they would enact terrible policies. Of course, but yeah. they at least would not, I assume, uh, become fascist dictators yeah. and overthrow the republic. So I get that too. Right. Um, but... I mean, if you want my take on it, I, mean, I just, I never get this. And you, of course, look, Twitter is Twitter, right? I know. Like you have people who are like, oh, you love Liz Cheney now. And I'm like, listen, fucker. Um, why don't you pay attention to what I say? Yeah, I you know. know. As opposed to, I, I have never, you know, like, I, I believe in nuance and mm-hmm. context. And I believe that you can actually hold a couple thoughts in your head at yeah. the same time. I can think Liz Cheney's support for the Iraq war was fucking nothing but evil. And yet be incredibly appreciative of what she's doing right mm-hmm. now to protect our democracy. I will unite with her. I will unite with anybody 
to protect our democracy right now. Yeah. I, I can still think that they're bad people, mm-hmm. or I can think they're good people who have shitty policies most of the time, or all of that stuff. Like none of them. I guess that's because like I'm a big believer in you don't create heroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are politicians. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not getting married. I'm picking the person who best supports my values and putting them in office. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like these people, where where it becomes, it's not as dangerous as it is on the right. Mm-hmm. But it happens on the left to this hero worship. There was, oh yeah, there, you know, there was some of it for Bernie. There was mm-hmm. some of it in sort of wow, what was the group, Kamala Harris's group on Twitter. Oh right, yeah, uh, whatever it was called. Like I don't do any of that stuff because again, this isn't about the individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is about. Our democracy. This is about policies that, when enacted, help more people. So, yeah, I, you know, like I just did a video um, for my YouTube channel on. I mean, it was more kind of because I thought it would be fun on the whole like brouhaha between Ann Coulter and Dinesh D'Souza and you know Mark Levin. And it's because I can rip into all three yeah. of them and point out where. And I, and I started by pointing out that you know she was the person who literally was like trying to to get every like picture of Bill Clinton's penis shared everywhere. And Coulter during impeachment was awful. She was the one insulting the wives of the the nine eleven wives mm-hmm. and almost coming out and saying that they were asking for they were happy their husbands were dead. So I didn't go into this saying Ann Coulter is wonderful. Right. I'm just saying Ann Coulter is a fucking awful person. But you know what? She's right about this. Exactly. You know, yeah. you can do that. You can actually have two thoughts in your head at the same time. <laughs> Like, I just don't get people where it's like, no, you, you can't say anything nice about Ann Coulter. Well, yeah, I fucking can when she's saying the right thing. And then I can still, you know, still put the context out there that, oh, by the way, that doesn't mean I'm an Ann Coulter fan. I think she's a fucking evil, awful, horrible person. But, like, you know, evil, awful, horrible people have done things that have saved democracies before. Like, any person willing to oppose Donald Trump, any person mm-hmm. willing to oppose, you know, Dinesh D'Souza's bullshit made up you know, stupid film, which I think she called it stupid <laughs> and grift and all this other stuff about, you know, that shows no evidence of election fraud when 60 plus, you know, investigations have all shown there was mm-hmm. none or, you know, none that would have changed the result. And the few cases we've been able to find are Republicans. It's like Mark Meadows and Glenn Youngkin's son and, and people like yeah. that committed election fraud. And, and so if she wants to point out what other bullshit that is, why would I not like want to, to amplify that. And then the other, the, yeah, the other yeah. thing about that is that when you have somebody like Liz Cheney, when you have these people um, who are well-known right-wingers calling out other right-wingers, that is, that's got so much weight to it. When, you know, right. a liberal doing it, it's expected. But, you know, and of course we know like MAGA base will just refer to them as rhinos or whatever, but it doesn't matter because the point is you've got one right winger calling out another right winger and it's just like they, the Republicans love it when we do it. When we go yeah. after each other, they when jump Jay on Mish it. When acts like an asshole or, I mean, and, and your point is right, like like the MAGA base may be like, oh, rhinos, but, mm-hmm. but that's not our target audience. No, it isn't, no. Like they're they're crazy people. Yeah. They're never gonna. They're never voting for any of our folks. No. Like what we're going for, or is sort of what you would call in in, in you know politics, PR, whatever, a permission structure mm-hmm. for all these a lot of people who voted Republican a lot of their entire lives, and they get this cognitive dissonance of where they're like, you know, they almost have to accept by voting not voting Republican now that they've been voting the wrong way and doing bad shit their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And we have to create this permission structure that says 
you know what, Liz Cheney's come to that conclusion, mm-hmm. and Coulter's come to that conclusion. Here are people come to the conclusion that these guys are lying and they're awful, and, you know, don't listen to me, listen to them. Yeah. Listen to, you know, you want to listen to Sherry Jacobus and Steve Schmidt? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I used to debate Sherry Jacobus, and my God, what we would say to each other on Fox News <laughs> back in, like, 2009, you know? <laughs> but, like, at this point, you know, the, anybody who who wants to join in in sort of a movement mm-hmm. of, uh, to defeat fascists and, and do do whatever we can to kind of reset American democracy so that we have you know a center left and a center right yeah. and you know a coalition with the left and the right arguing over actual policy and not whether it will be a democracy and so sometimes I won't get what I want sometimes yeah, I'll exactly. get seventy yeah. percent of what I want right. sometimes I get thirty percent of what I want but that's what democracy is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the alternative is authoritarianism. Then you get a hundred percent of what you want one day, and zero percent the next day when you're on the chopping block. Exactly, and then you know. But I also just want to point out. I mean, as far as like the Lincoln Project or any of these people, um, you know, I mean, I, I've had uh, I've had some of these people on. I mean, Fred Willman, I do really like a lot. But you know, I've had Joe Walsh on. Joe Walsh and I debated about abortion, and I've got to say, one of the things that he said to me and I mean I like Joe Walsh I understand that he's coming from a place that he wants to save democracy and we so completely disagree so much and you know he said something about if he had a kid if he had a daughter that was impregnated you know that he would force her to have the pregnant or to to go through with the pregnancy and I I can't deal with that like there are other things he also talks about the gun issue and it drives me nuts Um, and on that one he and I have had it out yes yes and it's like so I totally but but I can see where you know he's doing what he feels in his heart and I think that's important because he is coming from a a place of like soul as opposed to just political interest and right. and, and well, I appreciate that him over this stuff in a working democracy yeah right? like that's the thing in that I go back to this a lot the book written by the two political science professors Zeidlat and Levitsky I believe are the two names how democracies die mm-hmm. and they did studies all over the world and whenever like somebody who's on like the far left and I'm like, oh, you're willing to work with anybody. I'm like, yeah, I fucking am. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to work with when you're in a concentration camp? Yeah, right. You know, like, right. I mean, I mean, because the point these guys made in their book is th- that they've studied the, these, they've studied countries across the world that were democracies and the ones that, that defeated authoritarian movements and the ones that succumbed. And the common feature was the ones that defeated uh, authoritarian movements were the ones where everybody united together mm-hmm. against them from far yeah. right to far left everybody no matter what their policy preferences were who believed in having a democracy that's where they defeated them. the ones where all these groups kept right. infighting and didn't unite against them that's where they took over and so, there, you know like yeah that's where i am and there's a way that we could do it where like I'm not the biggest fan of the Lincoln Project, but the way I feel, I mean, I could see some of the things Rick Wilson, who I'm not a fan of at all, um, and he's attacked me many times, and I've actually retweeted him after he's attacked me because ultimately I don't give a shit, but um, you know, I don't give a shit what he thinks of me, but you know, and every once in a while he has a point to make, but my issue is don't give them money. You could support them, you could share their videos, you can appreciate their message, but give the money to Democratic candidates who need it because which is yeah yeah making totally, you know I mean that's that's an, 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 there's no like inconsistency in that yeah, message right 
Yeah, and I mean, I see messaging from the Lincoln Project that I'm totally on board with, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to give them my fucking money because Steve Schmidt doesn't need another kitchen. He's got like a hundred of them, (laughs) so he doesn't need another one. (laughs) Maybe get him a gym. I'm not making a personal comment looking at him, but he's got a hundred kitchens. He's going to have some challenges. He's always in his different kitchen, though. When he's like on MSNBC, he's in some other kitchen, so it's like the guy's got money he doesn't need any more he doesn't need Shit, money man. from fucking democrats Everybody give to the cliff Schechter fund i only have one too frankly, i was okay with that until kimberly brought this up and now I gotta be honest. Like, i'm feeling like a little bit like a little insecure you know it's a little bit like the size of my kitchen small. um <laughs> i'm just having fun uh, point, point being like i don't care yeah. I do not care. I will work with anybody yeah. who will, in good faith, fight fascists. And some of them may even be, as you said, like some of them may be a little grifty on what they do. I don't have to support their fundraisers. Right. But I, but if they make good points, ripping the right apart, if they if they share scoops and stuff that's going to hurt people on the right who are doing bad things, when I say hurt, I mean politically, right. violently, um, then I'm going to support it. Yeah, because I, I I have a 15 year old and a 12 year old, and like I want them to grow up in a goddamn democracy. It shouldn't <laughs> be too much for me to ask, honestly. Is that that I don't have to like say, all right, guys, it's right. time to go to New Zealand or Portugal or you know wherever because we 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 can no longer live as normal humans in this country. Yeah, I know. We're that's a thought that I have um, too frequently, and I don't like it. You know, um, I want to ask you real quick about Lauren Boebert because we know that there's this like <laughs> sorry the, the, I know I can't hear her name it's, it's not even just because of <laughs> you know of like the you know of, of the most recent right stuff. I'm just laughing because I put out a video on her I did one of those YouTube videos where I was like this whole thing came out about her car crash Oh, and I was right, like, yeah. Nothing can come out worse than that in her, and then like the next day no, well you know I mean? it's like, yeah you crashed and left your fucking and this is been in Daily Beast and yeah. other publications, even though, of course, the New York Times and others will not touch it because, and don't get me started on them, <laughs> but enough public, mainstream publications have, have grabbed it because there's plenty of evidence, mm-hmm. and my guess is the former sister-in-law who was in the car was talking, I mean, she was off-roading in Utah, it's two weeks before a primary, she crashes her fucking car, God, she's such trash, mm-hmm. I mean, I just have to say that, mm-hmm. like, the thought... You know, like, you would have to, I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm, like, some amazing guy. I would think this is the way most parents would be. You'd have to put a bullet through my head before you could get make me ditch my kid mm-hmm. in a car that I had just crashed. Yeah. You'd have to kill me to get me to, I mean, any parent mm-hmm. would, would crash a car and think, Oh my God! My primary is in two weeks. I can't get caught here. Right. Run away while while their son and their dog are in the car, and their sister-in-law apparently is in enough distress that I think she had to go to a hospital. Wow. And and you know and but of course now it's a former sister-in-law, so mm-hmm. my guess is that's where that's where the info's coming from. Mm-hmm. And like that should have been enough. I did a video on that. I'm like, oh my God! Like how horrible is this woman? And then of course the next day it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she was a high class. Uh, call girl for the and so if you're asking me what i think about all of that stuff um which i think that's what you're asking me if you're not I well can't. actually what i was going to say is I, I, it appears that it's the same pack going after her that went after Cough, uh 
Cawthorn, and they Cawthorn. yeah they yep. said they were. I wrote. I have notes here, and I wrote. It came out as Hawthorne. It it auto corrected to Hawthorne, and I'm like, huh? He's a dick. Call him whatever you want. <laughs> but I mean, the first thing we saw was Madison in some lingerie. You know, this pack put out pictures of Madison in lingerie, and okay, there was that. And then you know they the finale was naked Madison humping his cousin's face. <laughs> and then he lost his yeah, primary. So that was fun. yeah, so I'm wondering if they're if with Lauren, um, what's what is going to be their end game with her? If if they're going to slow drip all this information, mm-hmm. you know the the information that she was, a, and and I you know I mean do I believe this is true? I don't know if this is true. This is what somebody put out. So um, yeah, we well, don't know. If you know it's true, and if it's you believe it's true, I yeah. do not know it's true. I believe it's true. Okay. And the reason I believe it's true is beyond everything else. I believe it's true because, as I've said many times before, it's kind of like, did Donald Trump, was he involved in the sedition? Yes, because mm-hmm. as uh, because as somebody, you know, who at one point thought I was going to go into psychology, and I don't even think you need to be that, but I studied all that. People are, we're, we're, you know, we are creatures of habit. We have psychological patterns. We have mm-hmm. things we do, you know, over and over again. You know, it, for the, we're either the types of people that are dishonest in certain situations or we're not, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not only this pattern of, you know, ditching the kid in the car mm-hmm. and all the other things, clearly the law, she's, she's gotten arrested numerous times, traffic violations, kids who are drinking underage at a concert she, who she's got to fight with a cop because they wanted to cite them ended up getting arrested. Her husband pulling out his junk to the underage uh, girls uh-huh. at a bowling alley. This was before she married him, by the way. She wow. thought he was marryable after that. Wow. Um, like, she's just utter trash. Yeah. And she's in trouble for a number of campaign violations. She's being investigated for misusing funds. There's nothing honest about She's like Donald Trump. There's not a single honest thing about her. Uh-huh. So you take all that into context. And then you take these muckraker pack guys in, and they got everything right on mm-hmm. Cawthorn, and yeah. they showed they understand politics right. because they they did it all slowly, drip, mm-hmm. drip, drip, because you drop it all yeah. into a new store for a few days and gone. Right. They kept doing it. And then I, I read and looked into, you know, and there's others who've been doing this, this sort of whole explore talent thing, mm-hmm. which you may or may not be familiar Yeah, I am. I said, it, 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 it's going to come out at some point. First of all, it was started by an Israeli pornographer, <laughs> right? So that tells you something. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it's like face. It was like Facebook for 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 aspiring, you know, low level you know, people who who had no skills and often no college degree, or whatever, but wanted to be models or actresses. Or and there's a few men in there too, actors. Mm-hmm. And like when you start seeing patterns. The crazy lady who, you know, they made fun of on Saturday Night Live who showed up was in Michigan to testify and was drunk with Giuliani. She was on Explore Talent. Candace Owens was on Explore Talent. Tommy Lauren was on Explore Talent. Um, Who am I missing? One of the top Project Veritas, you know, people was on Explore Talent. And so was Lauren Boebert. And and then I was looking at an analysis of somebody who, who, you know, uh, uh, like a, I'm trying to remember who it was, a, a prosecutor who deals with um, prostitution cases and whatever. And he took a look at sort of some of those pictures. And if you take a look at them too, you'll have the human reaction of this isn't somebody looking to model, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's not what they have these pictures no. look like. Um, and, but he, who does this for a living, and I wish I could remember his name, was an expert, was like, not all of them. 
right? The Candace Owens one was more innocent, mm-hmm. or, or, and a few of them. And trust me, I hate giving any credit. To right, Owens, I know. <laughs> but just to show you, I'm being objective. Here. Yeah. But he pointed out. He said the uh, he said the ones by Lauren Boebert and uh, the the I can't remember her name. The drunk one who was testifying oh, right, yeah. at the mm-hmm. thing with Giuliani, and there was a third one who was a big name. He picked three of them, and he's like. I don't think it was Tommy Lauren either. It was a third one. He was like, these three are exactly like the types of pictures I see on high-class escort sites. Wow. These are not modeling pictures. These are pictures to have men pay for you to go out on dates and then do your thing with them. So, so, yeah. so, so all the evidence fits is what I'm saying. Uh, right. It reminds me so much of Sarah Palin, mm-hmm. who was desperate to be famous mm-hmm. and to be rich and would do anything and and then glommed on you know like like there was a quote from her and i forget she's a sports first she became like a news personality locally mm-hmm. right and did, and did the sports and weather and and you know she was quoted as saying we you know we need more glamour here we need more whatever she was thirsting always for for yeah. fame and money and these are the types that, that these far-right groups seem to be able to exploit. Dana Lowe, she would mm-hmm. pitch, like, you know, I, I used to make fun of her because Dana would come back at me on Twitter, you know, over NRA gun stuff, and I'd be like, hey, has that hot mom sitcom you pitched been picked up yet? Because apparently <laughs> that's what she did. She pitched a hot mom sitcom, and, of course, it was rejected, like every other dumb idea. Yeah. So she ended up doing, like, beet juice ads and, <laughs> and became an NRA flunky, like, they're all these, you know, and they're men too. So I don't want to. I mean, it's more women than men that, that I've come across, but it's men too. It's sort of these attractive people who are complete morons who don't, who aren't going to ever make it in Hollywood, who don't have talent, and and but they have enough. They they, they look good enough, yeah. and they're articulate enough that the right sees a use in yeah. recruiting them. And so again, I throw all everything I just said to you together. The whole pattern of behavior the whole pattern of, of what explore talent is and all that and and what I would say is you know the abortion stuff I have no idea whether she had two abortions right. or not and that was written about and, and again I'd say two things on that as somebody by the way who at one point was on the board of Planned Parenthood in Ohio and has worked with NARAL just to, I mean that's probably the issue I've the second most work on and, and passionate about outside of guns so like I'm not somebody talking here who's like oh yeah abortion blah 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 <laughs> you know I, like I believe in it passionately mm-hmm. and whatever and I believe in her right passionately enough. but I'm sorry she's a fucking hypocrite yeah. so I believe in gay rights passionately but Madison Cawthorn's a fucking hypocrite so to me hypocrites don't deserve the benefit of the doubt and they don't deserve any privacy because they've destroyed other people's lives and so I you know but but to me that's not even the sort of crux of this the crux of this is like do I look at all available evidence and think that that she was a a call girl or or I don't know whatever you want to say escort and my answer is yes yeah do I have proof of that yet like beyond reasonable doubt no I'm just saying you, you know from everything I've seen I would absolutely believe it and I was suspicious of it before any of this came out just from those pictures that she had an explore talent and just from knowing about explore talent and and from knowing who she is and some of these videos she's done of herself where she's purposely worn really tight shirts and done these you know what i mean like yeah just the whole persona fits that's what i'm saying yes if i'm wrong eventually i'll admit i was wrong like i'm not telling you i know 100 i'm telling you this is my opinion i could be wrong well and it'll be interesting too to see you know what what they're going to come out with next 
Now, let me ask you this. Do you know, has she, um, she's a representative. She's not a senator. So um, she's going to be, a, has, has her primary already happened? Nope, coming up. Interesting. So I'm wondering then. Uh, it's, it's in a month. And yeah, this is exactly it. Six yes. weeks beforehand. Yes. Because the, the, these are people, whoever these people are, and I don't, for the life of me, I, I, you know, maybe I do know them and I don't know, but mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you, I don't know who they are. No yeah. one's told me. They get politics. They do. Whoever yeah, they, they get I it. I suspect they're people, again, patterns of behavior, going back to that, who have worked in politics before, yeah. who understand political media because they're starting it right about the right period of time ahead of an election mm -hmm. and compounding one story after another, drip, 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 so it stays in the media and destroys her the way it destroyed Cawthorn. So my suspicion is um, that these are political uh, pros, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who, who know what they're doing. Wow, interesting. So now uh, the last thing I'm going to ask you is combined with the inevitable striking down row, which I imagine will be happening very soon. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the gun debate, whether or not we get a watered down bill passed or, you know, either way gun debate and then we've got these one six hearings how do you think these three issues are going to affect the midterms um you know i think that uh well i think roe i mean assuming and i'm going to assume that roe's overturn i mm -hmm. think it's going to affect the midterms in a huge way because that doesn't go away right exactly right it's just roe's gone okay move on they're going to be stories mm -hmm. after that yeah they're going to be numerous state legislatures passing insane laws mm -hmm. to harm women mm -hmm. and then there are going to be numerous state legislatures uh in blue and purple states that have sane ungerrymandered legislatures passing laws to protect women mm -hmm. and i think some of that is going to reach underground railroad status mm -hmm. because some of the places like texas or whatever trying to say trying to i mean these guys that accuse us of wanting a police state are now going to be asking women why they're leaving the state mm -hmm. for fuck's sake um you know, like, I think all of that is going to happen, but I think that, you know, it's, it, it, I think that there will be cases, and sadly, there will be tragedies, yeah. and there will be back alley abortions that lead to death, and there will be, you know, protests, and there will be God knows. So, I think, I think the row and the whole abortion issue, absolutely. Yeah. Guns, I think so, too, because hmm. I think, again, Newtown was one of those things where we crossed a certain Rubicon, and I'm not saying it calmed down, you know, to, sadly at some point, but once it, there's just, when it's little kids, when it's little babies, it's a different story. And, and Parkland was awful too, and it still was our children, but it, at least in that case, it still was high school kids. And again, trust me, I'm not trying to say how fucking Fred Gutenberg's a good friend of mine. I, I, I mean, it, it is, you know, again, I don't even like talking about it because yeah. what I would do to anybody who went near one right. of my kids. Yeah. Um, but, but this, they can't spin this away. And I think I've said many times, you take a Republican bill as long as they don't, you know, they're still now talking and water it down. If they get rid of the few good things that are in there, mm -hmm. then fuck them. Right. My whole thing on guns, just like abortion rights, everything is, is that any public health, you know, measure is saving lives. And so right now, we worked for years when I did work, you know, to, I did work as a consultant. My first client ever was Every Town for Gun Safety. I worked with the Brady Campaign. I worked with other groups. And the, bit, the, the dating loophole, as it's called, mm -hmm. is which we could, we could, you got some states to ban it, couldn't get it federally, 
ban, which is if you commit an act of domestic violence, violence, you're convicted, you lose your gun, right? But domestic violence is defined as one of three things. You're married to somebody, you have a child with somebody, or you're living with them. So when it came to just you dating somebody and none of the others are true, go go right back and get your gun again. Yeah. That, as we know, with, uh, with this, the, the, whatever this problem is with men's mentality, you know, if we can ever figure that out, who stalk women, mm-hmm. they're obsessed with women, you know, this pathology, this, that, that part, if that stays in the bill and we're able to close that loophole, that will save a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. We've never had a federal anti-gun trafficking law. In fact, most people don't know, but after Newtown, again, I was working on that stuff then, people only know about the background checks bill for the most part that we passed where we had 55 votes and then Mitch McConnell um, uh, filibustered it. And so something that had a majority Senate vote and, and would have had a majority in the House, we could not pass. It would have been incredibly important because we needed 60 in this fucking ridiculous situation system of ours. There was a second bill that also had a majority of votes, and that was an anti-federal gun trafficking bill. And the reason why that is important is only some states enforce this and give a shit about this so let's say it's cliff and kimberly and cliff is on the 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 list of is a former is a felon and i am on a list where i cannot buy a gun kimberly goes into a gun store buys a gun comes out sells it to me at the same price um you have just committed you've just trafficked guns Mm because you know yeah i'm not supposed to have a gun well if that that is that causes i can't you know say the amount I mean, it just gets around any yeah. pro- the prohibitions we have that is in this bill too and we have needed that forever so to me just those two things there's some other measures too like longer waiting periods and back, yeah. more strict background checks including uh, stuff from the youth of people between 18 and 21 i mean again if you save 20 lives you've saved 20 lives right. if that, yeah. one of those 20 lives is your mom mm-hmm. or your dad or your brother or your sister you'll be glad so we pass, if they keep any of the stuff that helps, we pass it. But my big thing about Democrats is, and I'm sorry if I'm taking too long here and you want to, you no, know, okay. whatever, but, but to finish up my thought, uh, you know, I have a big mouth, I apologize. Um, <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the simple fact is, is that is that you, pass, you do what Republicans do, right? What they did with infrastructure. They passed an infrastructure bill because Mitch McConnell decided that was good for Republicans in, in key districts. And the next day they were calling us socialists and baby killers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the thing I can't stand about us is we, we think we, we, we can't walk and chew gum. We can't mm-hmm. have two different thoughts in our head. Either we're working with Republicans and then we're referring to Mitch McConnell as, as reasonable, which honestly to me is the worst thing Joe Biden has ever said. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> of every single thing that's ever come out of his mouth, referring this guy that we were trying to point out as an extremist who's destroyed our Senate and paved the way for Trump mm-hmm. when you refer to him as reasonable. And by the way, I wrote ads for Biden. So, you know, back, I don't work for him now, I'm doing, but I wrote, so uh, this crit- critique comes from somebody, you know, comes quite right, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, what you do is, if they keep the good provisions in there, you go in there and you vote for that bill. And the next day, you remind people that universal background checks and that assault weapons ban and that would really protect and save our babies, and that more of our kids are now going, are still going to die because the Republican Party still puts the NRA and its militia base, yeah. and its selfishness, and its cult ahead of us. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say nice things about no. them because you vote with them. No, you and don't. So no, 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 no. Say. Yeah, and I totally agree, Both and I wish the we, she would stop. Save the lives right. that it will save, and then the next day go right back to going after these motherfuckers. 
Yeah, and that the thing is, is that see, that's an effective strategy. And sometimes when I see people saying Democrats need to get down and dirty, they don't. They don't need to do what the the uh, Republicans are doing because once they start doing what the Republicans are doing, then they basically become Republicans, and we and the Americans experiment fails. But if they if they do just little things like you're suggesting and not call them reasonable and not say there are our friends across the aisle. Um, when they won't exactly. get rid of Matt Gates, when they won't get rid of, of, of some of these people who are horrible and adorable and de- deplorable, um, we, we don't have to do that. Being the adult in the room doesn't mean we always have to be nice. It means we have to be truthful. And unfortunately, there are just too many people who don't understand that particular nuance, and it drives me crazy. But You can do both. You, you can you, do the both. Adults in the room doesn't. You don't. You want to be the adult in the room, not the enabler. Exactly. The uh, yeah. Exactly. Vote for the good shit. They'll vote for that will save people's lives. That will give people health care. That might combat climate change. Whatever the issue is, vote for it if they're on the right. The infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. That was a great bill to vote for. There are two bridges that are structurally unsound, which I refuse to drive over near me here. They're now being fixed, and they were. Okay. So, like, vote for that stuff, but don't start pretending that this is a group of normal people you right. can do both and I and i think democrats fear like oh we should say something nice about it or they won't won't work with us again they didn't work with democrats because they were being nice it's like you said exactly. they saw their own benefit so they had their exactly. own benefit and they're going to do it again when they see a benefit for them and mitch mcconnell sees it they all are sl- they literally are he mm-hmm. owns almost all of them, with the exception of a few. And when they, when he sees it in the benefit of his caucus, mm-hmm. to his majority, you know, to his potential for winning the majority, he will do it. And that's, you know, or at least stopping negative press like right. they would take from doing nothing on guns. You take that, and then you make sure they still get the negative press and beat the shit out of them. Exactly, Again, and you can totally do, want to do say that. One quick thing, because you'd mentioned not becoming like them. You know, like one of the slogans that, that I, you know, I throw out there all the time is is that we're no absolutely you don't become like them what i want us to do is i want us to as passionately and as and as you know often as passionately as i'm I'm not finding the right second word for this but (laughs) but in as many places as possible on as many media as possible i want us to tell the truth about them as they lie about us Mm -hmm. in other words we should be as passionate and we should be fight as hard to tell the truth about who they are as they do to lie about who we are that's how we get our message across. That's how we win. That's how we don't become them. Mm-hmm. And that still allows us to pass legislation that saves lives. Yes, it does. And so those three topics, do you think they are going to be what saves democracy for 2022? You said what well, guns, abortion, is it the one January And the one six, six yes. Uh, I think they are going to be. I think that we need to broaden the, the, the critique of the Republican brand party ideology to include an attack on them economically yeah. because they're using agree, this yeah. bullshit inflation thing mm-hmm. and we're letting them get away with it and they're using other things to try to attack us when we have historically low unemployment, when Biden's had incredible jobs numbers, when we rebounded from their sluggish economy because they decided they would rather demagogue and get shots in people's arms so people mm-hmm. couldn't leave their homes. Biden brought us back. This is a story that frustrates the fuck out of me that we should be telling every day. So it's pretty simple. This is what Democrats did for you, everything I just said. And Republicans, you can't trust them because you know what? 
They just care about themselves. Yes. The same way they only care about the NRA and their militia buddies on guns. The same way they only care about their religious nuts on abortion. And it's the same way they only care about their elites on the yeah. economy. They will fuck you every chance they every get. Chance. And they will help the people who, who they care about who give them power and money. It's a pretty easy message. It's a way to create a narrative that it happens to be true. And it allows you to bring the economic message in too so you can fight them on that. So these three things – here's what I will say. These three things – are a key part mm-hmm. of us stopping them in 2022, but we absolutely have to work in the economic message to join those three messages. I wish you could and just it's run everything. With them. <laughs> you need to be running the the show. <laughs> Not maybe. Well, I mean, I, I will. Frustrating is 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 there are people there that get this. Yeah, I know. You know. I don't think I'm some genius. I don't really understand why this is so hard. It isn't. Why? I think I honestly think, and again. I just had to say this, and I'm, I, you know, and I don't care anymore. You know, like at some point, you just have to, to be honest. And this is my democracy. So, if people want to call me ageist or whatever. You go right ahead. But at this point, we're being run for the most part, and particularly, you know, in Congress, I'm talking about right now. This is the off year election, so we're not discussing Biden. We can have mm-hmm. that conversation later. Steny Hoyer mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi, who's been one of the best legislative leaders in the history mm-hmm. of of the, but she is not. A communicator and Cindy Hoyer and whatever these you know Chuck Schumer these are people in their late seventies and eighties that not only do they not understand what they're up against apparently they they have the personalities where they don't seem to have the ability to, to fucking take a bite out of the other side and say the kinds of things we've said on this show they don't they don't understand new tactics and social media and newer things. I need Ruben Gallego. I need the guy who, when Ted Cruz responded on Twitter, the, that, oh, well, more gumballs won't help. He's like, he, he responded, you fucking baby killer. That's what Ruben Gallego right? Mm-hmm. wrote, congressman from Arizona, who's, I think, in his early 40s. That's my guy. Eric and Swalwell. Swalwell. Yeah, that's Swalwell, exactly. Katie yeah. Porter, that's my gal. Mm-hmm. Corey, Corey Booker. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I want people who are 40-somethings, 50-somethings, mm-hmm. who are Gen X and, and millennials who understand the atmosphere, the, the current moment we're in, who know how to communicate in it, who aren't scared to say, mm-hmm. who aren't used to these teas and your coffees they used to have 30 years ago and still think they're in a debating society and know how to, and, and if we can do that, if we can, it doesn't need to be me mm-hmm. or whoever, if we can elevate some of the people we have there and, ha- and let them, I, I say this, you'll see me saying this on Twitter all the time. Like I, I, you know, and, and I just got to a point where I'm like, I don't care if I lose business or I piss off people or I, I just don't care anymore because my country is too important to me. Mm-hmm. That, that Ruben Gallego, Eric Swalwell, like, we, you know, these are the people who we need leading the messaging and the strategy and the tactics. And if we yeah. can do that, I think we can win. If we stick to this bullshit we're sticking to right now, this sort of half measures and, oh, we're being too mean to them, mm-hmm. we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you 100%, and I'm always grateful to hear your takes. You've got some great takes, and and your fucking takedowns are awesome. So that brings me to, um, before I let you go and include, once again, your YouTube channel, tell everybody where to find you. All right. Well, thank you, by the way. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for the kind words. (laughs) It is, it's very simple. It's www.youtube.com slash and then it's just my first initial my first name so c as in cliff and then my last name which is you know spelled a little funkily because of the boat <laughs> over here we chucked some letters overboard but so it's just it's c my first initial and then s c h e c t e r that is c s c h 
E-C-T-E-R. You will find me. Please subscribe. It's been growing quickly, and I would love if it could grow to the point where it could have an impact on this election. Yeah, me too. And um, you can also, your Twitter is just your name, Cliff Schechter. Yeah, you can also find me at Cliff Schechter on Twitter. Please come and follow because obviously, yep, I do a lot there too. So that would be a great other place to find me. Now I've put both of these links in the Patreon description of the show. If you're listening to Apple or Stitcher or anything, you can go over to my Patreon page and you can click on the link and you're automatically going to go to Cliff's channels. But don't forget you could also become my patron. So there's that. Um, I'm also hey, on- <laughs> because Kimberly's at one of the best podcasts oh. in the world. And you know, it's true. You the talk about the world. issues people need to hear. You're not scared of bringing up stuff that's uncomfortable for certain people on our side. We need you. Well, I appreciate it. And um, you can find me also on Twitter, author Kimberly L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E at the end of my name. Thanks, Mom, for making things more confusing. Um, you know, my books are on Twitter. Thank you, Cliff. Uh, my books are on Twitter. My books are on Amazon. So there you go. I'm just not feeling that great today. So <laughs> thank you, Cliff, so much for your time. Thank you. Sorry I kept you so long. No, 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 no. Thank you. I feel better. I get some rest. (laughs) I will. All right. You take care. You too. Bye-bye.